0: Our text for this morning comes from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Let us listen for God's word to us. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and lot with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Bless your heart. We hear this phrase all the time. Bless his heart. Bless her heart. Bless it. I can't tell you how long I spent catching Brian up to speed on how many things that phrase can actually mean. (laughs) Blessing him and her and it. We even bless inanimate objects. It. We say, bless you. When somebody sneezes, we sign letters or emails with blessings followed by our signatures. But sometimes, bless her heart has nothing to do with a blessing. (laughs) Sometimes it means, oh honey, you need help. (laughs) Or it can mean, can you believe her? Sometimes it can even mean, She's an angel. Blessings have come to mean a lot of things, and a lot of them have nothing to do with a blessing. So, what is a blessing? A blessing invokes. That means it brings something into reality. It makes something happen. Let's say, just for hypothetical reasons that I am rich and influential. And I come up to you when you're 20 years old and I offer you a $250,000 a year job. I will arrange for you to meet someone really handsome or beautiful who's kind and smart and God-fearing. And I will give you a house on the lake and a beach house in Italy for a vacation vacation. That would be a blessing. I think we can all agree on that. I would verbally invoke what was going to happen. I'm not asking. I am invoking what is coming. That's a blessing. Creating a future for someone. That's what blessings do. Blessings create futures. In our text for this morning, God calls Abram out of a life that is in front of him and into a new life. If you think about it, Abram is a tribal guy. He's about to inherit the family business. He will inherit his father's plot of desert, work that land, and give it to his offspring. He will die on that land, perhaps never having met anyone outside his tribe, much less affecting their lives. This is his life. It is the same old, same old stretching out in front of him until God offers him a blessing. This blessing that God offers to Abram opens up a new future, a new future for Abram's family, a new family business. This blessing will take Abram to a new land. It will give him notoriety and fame. It will ensure a long family line. And maybe more than anything, God's blessing is promising Abram that he will use him and his children to change the world. I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. In sum, God offers Abram the $250,000 job. Abram accepts. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. God blesses Abram with a new future. God creates a new future for Abram, and Abram accepts the blessing and leaves his home. But before we get too excited here about blessings, we need to remember that blessing isn't the only game in town. Even our text reminds us of this. There are also curses. Curses, on the flip side of a blessing, close futures. I knew a young boy in Guatemala, and he lived with his aunt and uncle. He was 12. He should have been in school, in school to learn how to read, to write, to do math, all of those things that it teaches you. In school, even more to build friendships and social skills. In school, so he could get a job one day. Schools open the doors to futures. It opens opportunities. Sadly, the uncle that he lived with told him that he had to stay home and work. He refused to let this little boy go to school. He made him stay home to fix things at the house. This uncle illegally kept the boy from going to school and kept him for free labor instead. What do we call that except a curse? His future possibilities were closed off to him. Curses do the opposite of a blessing. They eliminate futures. This little boy's future was certainly affected by his uncle's disregard for school. This little boy had a certain future closed off to him. But I know as well as you that we don't have to travel to a different country to find boys and girls in similar situations. Down the street... It's far enough, far enough to find kids with futures that are closed off to them. Curses eliminate futures and blessings create them. So we together want to be in the business of blessing. We want to be blessed so we can bless others. But how? How do we bless First, the model of blessing in the Bible is set up so that the greater blesses the lesser. The one in authority blesses those who are not. For instance, our biblical models show that kings bless subjects. Pastors bless churches, parents bless children, teachers bless students, and so on. You can see this model countless of times in the Bible. In our text for today, God blesses Abram. And after that, we can read how Abraham blesses his son Isaac, how Isaac blesses his son Jacob, and how Jacob blesses his sons as well. In all of these cases, blessings open doors to the futures. These blessings were not prayers They invoked God's favor in the life of the person being blessed. A blessing brings God's influence to bear on another person's life. So, how do we bless? We bless those we have authority over. And we bless by invoking God's attention and involvement in that person's life. We bless them and invite God's presence and activity. Curses and blessings. Did our Bible just take a left turn into voodoo and hocus pocus? I don't think so. Let me put it this way. All of us have fears of the future, job security, self-image, children honoring us and making us proud. We all fear something to some extent in the future, so we all need a blessing. A blessing is not a prophecy, which would be seeing the future and revealing it. A blessing creates a future. It's an invocation. It speaks a future into existence. A blessing is similar to studying to get a good grade on a test, similar to acting to achieve a future. But the scope of it is bigger. It's bigger because the agents involved are different. Speaking a blessing is bigger than you. It's bigger than me. It works on a different level than just setting goals or working hard. How? When our interests are the same as our Heavenly Fathers. And we invoke that future. When we do that, it is God who fulfills the blessing. Because God loves us, and what interests us also interests our Father in Heaven. We invoke a future, and when our hearts are in line with what God wants, when we are acting faithfully and justly and compassionately and mercifully like our Father in heaven, when our hearts and actions are in line with who God is, we can invoke a future for someone, and God fulfills the blessing. There's this true story about a little girl, maybe 10 years old, Somehow, she hears about how children are still made slaves in other parts of the world. This story just grips this little girl. It breaks her heart. So she goes and tells her parents and tells them that she wants to help. She wants to help make sure that no kids are made slaves. She has this deep desire to help them. Her parents hear her desire and they believe in it. They believe in what she wants to do, so they provide the lemonade free of charge. They provide the table to sell it on, and they provide some cups and some word-of-mouth advertising. What's crazy about this story is you can see God getting involved, too. People start buying lemonade with $20 bills. The kid runs out of cups, so her parents buy more, and she runs out of lemonade, and her parents buy more lemonade. They continue to believe in her vision. They continue to support it as much as they can, and God provides the rest. God softens people's hearts, and God gives crazy growth to this 10-year-old's lemonade stand. Until this girl is selling cases of bottled lemonade and raises not hundreds, not thousands, but over $100,000. This little girl at 10 years old had a vision. And her parents believed in it. They helped her make it true. And the Spirit of God swept in, and the thing took off. It was the little girl's desire to help. But because her parents believed in her, because their interests lined up with their daughters, because they were interested in whatever their daughter cared about, they helped her fulfill the vision. They supplied all the material, all that was necessary to fulfill what this little girl wanted to do. The little girl's idea, but the parents fulfilled it. This is how it works with us and our Father in heaven. We have visions. We invoke God's action on the life of others. We bless others. And because God cares about what we care about, Because God is interested in what interests us, God fulfills the blessing. We might be selling lemonade, but God is providing all the supplies. The beauty of this little girl's story is that it wasn't just her parents who helped fulfill the blessing for all those that were enslaved. But because her vision was in line with God's vision God stepped in too. Giving blessings is a God-given privilege. Husbands and wives are to bless each other. Parents are to bless children. Church leaders are to bless congregations. Pastors bless churches. Sunday school teachers and school teachers bless students and Bosses, bless employees, elders, bless the congregation, deacons, bless the community. We have the God given privilege to bless others, to invoke a future, to create a future, and to watch God fulfill the blessing. This is what happened for Abram. He was blessed by God with a new future. His life was about to be better. He would be a great nation. He would be famous. He would have a long line of descendants. And then Abram would go out and be a blessing to others, to this great nation, to his family. And God fulfilled it so completely that 3,000 years later, we are still talking about Abraham. Blessings have power. May God make his face to shine upon you. May he prosper you. May he strengthen you to live in faith. You just gave God permission to make something happen. May God open your mind so you can be a great student. May he give you confidence to stand in your faith. May he give you success in all your endeavors. You just gave God permission to make something happen. There's this musician I like by the name of Sarah Groves, and she has a song titled Generations. The lyrics get at the heart of what we're talking about. The lyrics go like this. Remind me of this with every decision. Generations will reap what I sow. I can pass on a curse or a blessing to those I will never know. To my great-great-great-granddaughter, Live in peace. To my great 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 grandson, live in peace. Oh, live in peace. In this song, Sarah Groves invokes peace over generations to come. She blesses even her great-great-great-grandchildren with peace. She invokes a future for them, and she trusts that long after she's gone, that God will fulfill that blessing. God speaks blessings over us. But this part is important. God speaks them over us so that we can bless others. Let me say that God's blessing over us is not complete without us blessing others. I imagine you know plenty of people who have received blessings from God and who do not live blessed lives. A blessed life is not living with the $250,000 job in the house on the lake. A blessed life is a life intent on blessing others. For the past seven or eight years, my father has been writing Christmas blessings for each of his children. Every year, one of the most meaningful gifts that I receive at Christmas time is this blessing from my father. And in these letters, it talks about encouragement and over what has happened in the past year. And he blesses our futures. He creates a future for his children. In 2008, my father wrote this as a part of a blessing that year. Your next step is to ask God to lead you into opportunities to do ministry. I'm not sure what God has in store for you, but God is going to open doors of leadership for you. Be confident. God will equip you. You have the brain's beauty and personality to lead. When the opportunity arises, jump in and make it happen. In less than a year after receiving this Christmas blessing, I got a phone call from a lady at a small country church outside of Birmingham, Alabama. She asked if I would be willing to fill the pulpit one Sunday since the current pastor wasn't going to be there. I agreed. After preaching that Sunday, this same lady stopped me and asked me if I would be willing to be their pastor. <laughs> As it turned out, their current pastor wasn't just gone for the week, but very ill and couldn't keep tending to the congregation. I, being a sophomore in college, blew off the job offer because I needed some time to think about it. And I did. I thought about it a lot. And that lady who approached me, she also thought about it a lot. And with her persistence, she called me again and asked me if I would work for them part-time as their pastor. God is going to open doors of leadership for you. Be confident. God will equip you. Jump in and make it happen. I took the job and worked as part-time as any pastor can. I learned leadership, I learned ministry, and I learned that I loved the job. My father invoked God's presence and attention in my life. My father spoke a blessing over me, and to this day, God is still fulfilling that blessing as I stand before you even now in full-time ministry, jumping in and making it happen. Blessings create futures. As far as blessings go, they ultimately come from God. But God gives us the privilege of speaking on his behalf. They open futures and give God permission to make something happen. So go out as blessed people and bless those around you. And be careful who you bless and what you say. Because when you bless, you do in fact give God permission to make something happen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we stand here today as blessed people, knowing that we can look at our lives, knowing that we can look and see the ways that you have woven our lives together in amazing ways, where we can look back and realize those times where we were blessed by you or where somebody spoke a blessing over us and you fulfilled it. We ask now that you would convict us and remind us to go out and be blessings to other people, to live lives intent on blessing those around us. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.